Hello, happy Wednesday for a Meathead Hippie podcast, and I'm stoked about this one because it's with Morgan King, who I've been following her journey for a while, and we are just both Meathead Hippies. So she is an American weightlifter. She is somebody that is just good at sports and athletics and found her calling with Olympic weightlifting. If you're new to Olympic weightlifting, or you don't really know what it is. It's um, a sport that involves the snatch and the clean and jerk. So when you compete, you get on the stage and you have three attempts at the snatch, three attempts at the clean and jerk, and that's it. And I will we'll talk about it a little bit, her experience, um, the emotional piece, the mental piece, the recovery piece, uh, her finding her journey in this, the grief of when you fail a lift or when you fail anything in life, right? Just having to grieve and then see if it's something that you want to do again. Um, of course, we talk about how to take care of yourself and, and the self-awareness piece that we love to talk about at Meathead Hippie, the body awareness, and then just the realness of it. And I think you're going to really, really love it. Um, this person made it to the Olympics in the 2016 season in Rio, and she's on her way uh, to do it again in 2020. And I just want you guys, please look at pictures and posts of her lifting. I mean, just, just so fierce. The amount of weight this person can lift for the weight that she is, is just mind blowing. So regardless of if you're into Olympic weightlifting, I think you're going to love this because Olympic weightlifting is truly <laughs> to me, a metaphor for life. Like you feel like you nailed it. And then the next lift is just so far from what you thought you could do. So it's just this constant battle internally and externally. And so it applies to everything in life. And that's why, honestly, I love weightlifting and strength training because it is so metaphorical. But for the most part, um, I think you guys, I, regardless of if you like the the sport or not, or familiar with the sport or not, you're going to love it. So uh, Morgan King is our guest and I don't have anything to talk about because we just had an insane Black Friday. We had just a great workout at, with Verizon at the gym for Black Friday and then all online. I can't wait. If you ordered teas and MPACs in the strength program, I'm so excited for you to use them. Please just keep tagging me when you when you listen to the podcast or when you try the strength program or a new lift for the first time. It's just so fun for me to see. So please keep doing it. And when you get your MPAC, of course, that too. Uh, all things for me can be found on emilyshram.com, www.emilyshram.com. So if you're brand new to me, I'm a personal trainer, nutritional therapy practitioner, and serial entrepreneur, and I just love helping people empower themselves. So that's kind of my mission in life. Wherever that takes me, I'm, a, I'm along for the ride because I just love what I do and I, I want to keep doing it. So enjoy the podcast and I will see you next week. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, well, you know, I'm good. Sure. I just woke up like 45 minutes ago. So same. Same. Be same boat. I honestly, I feel like one, I think we're going to be best friends. And two, <laughs> um, yeah. I am just like, today is one of those days where I'm just tired. So if you're oh feeling God. the same way, we're on the same wavelength. Oh, so much. Um, yeah. Yesterday, I literally got done with my first working set of clean and jerks and 
was like, yep, this isn't happening. And I just packed up my stuff and left. <laughs> Can so, I ask you about that? So I have so totally. many questions because totally. this is just, I, one, I'm, a fa I'm fascinated by Olympic weightlifting and I do think we need to explain it just in case someone's brand new to it because, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. But honestly, like since you are training, so mm -hmm. right now, what are you training? So I have a competition coming up actually next, well, not this coming weekend, the next weekend. Um, and that is for American Open Finals. But then mm -hmm. the ultimate goal is we have like a crazy, crazy um, qualification system now. So we have to compete internationally um, every three months for 18 months. Wow. So. You have to compete internationally every three months. So where do you yeah. have to travel? So next weekend is where? Well, so this is the first kind of, okay, so I bombed out my last meet. So I basically don't exist on paper right now. <laughs> what, is, what is bombed out? So um, bombing out means you didn't make either a snatch or clean and jerk. Um, so you have like three, you have three attempts and you have to make at least one of each um, in order to um, have a total. Yeah. Um, and so last meet, I um, didn't make a clean and jerk. And so now in order to move forward and still be part of um, basically the qualifying procedure, I have to get a total and then um, I have to make an international meet by April. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So question on the, so you have three attempts, three attempts for the snatch, three attempts for the clean and jerk. Yep. And this is just what's so bizarre about this sport is that I mean, I love that they at least give you three attempts, but still it's only three attempts. Like that's it. And right. so much depends on the weight. So like you, when you pit with the clean and jerk, can I ask what your process was? What happened with the meat? Oh, well, um, so <laughs> there's always something wrong with me. I feel like. Um, so I was, I actually hadn't gone below, um, parallel, um, cause I had hurt my knee really bad. Um, oh like three weeks before the competition and then everything was kind of going fine and then um I opened up um at 93 or 94 I have terrible memories of all my mates it's hilarious I'm like, I don't know what numbers I did or what um you're just in the zone you're just ready yeah to go. <laughs> tell me what to do it's fine um but uh I mean this is totally like a horrible role model thing um but so I missed my first one and then I stupidly missed my second one. And then I knew on my third one, this is really horrible, that I wasn't going to make the world team. Like the total that I was going to put up wasn't going to make the world team. And I kind of got frustrated and I think I just kind of gave up, which is definitely never an excuse. Like I should not do that. Um, but I was just kind of like, okay, well, here's nothing. Um, and then actually I hit, um, I hit the bottom of my clean and jerk, like, or the clean really hard. And I was like, oh my God, that hurt my hips so bad. And I just like walked off the platform and I was like, yeah, I probably, probably tore my labrum. <laughs> like, oh probably... my God. You know, I did that. I did that in the bottom of a squat too. It's the, just like um, excruciating. It is. And it's like, I have a torn labrum on my left side. So I've competed with that since 2014. And in 2014, I competed on a, well, which you should never do, um, a stress fracture in my hip. Mm. Um, but I was like, I am going to this meet. It doesn't matter. And I don't want to know what's wrong with me. And I was like, oh, I probably should have known what was wrong with me. <laughs> was it, was it training that caused the hip labrum? 
Yeah, I just think, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're, like, some women are just more susceptible to kind of that thing. And then I guess if you tear one, you're more unlikely to tear the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's what I was told as well. Yeah, so I'm kind of having issues with that right now. Um, But I'm actually going to see a PT after this, so I'm pretty excited. She's so awesome, and I'm so thankful. I'm in Atlanta right now. And uh, I was working with her before I actually had my new coach who is in Atlanta. So I'm like, yay, it all works out. Like everyone's together. <laughs> I love that. Well, because yeah. what you said is so true because you were like, this is horrible. It, you know, it's not an excuse, but it's, I mean, honestly, Olympic lifting is so mental. So I just kind of want to oh. jump in with that. Is that why you're addicted to it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think so. Um, you know, I thought, I mean, I really had honestly, like the perfect, I mean, I started and in four years I made the Olympics. So like, I mean, that's a pretty fairy tale. That's incredible. Can we talk about how that started? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was doing, I was doing half marathons and triathlons and, um, I was just kind of getting bored being by myself all the time, like in a pool, like there, back there, back there, back. And, um, and my friend was like, you know, you got to meet this guy. He does, he owns this gym, like he's super fit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, and then I met him and he put me into a CrossFit workout. And of course he put me with like, you know, the best guy there. <laughs> and, uh, and I had just had so much fun. I was like, oh, it was a partner workout too. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong with those. Um, and so I got kind of, um, I kind of got that like competitive edge back because I knew realistically, like I'm five foot, like <laughs> it's going to be really hard for me in a triathlon <laughs> to like make up some space on, <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> genetically, I just didn't have it. But, um, and so I just kind of got that feeling again that I had like when I played soccer in college, it's like, oh, I get to come in here every day and like I can beat whoever I want, you know, like I can try everybody, which is like, I'm a highly competitive person. So oh, no, no shit, Morgan. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. So you uh, did play soccer in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. What position were you? Um, I was an outside mid and then I kind of played, um, for a couple seasons, I played like, um, like right back, uh, just cause we played a really funky kind of thing where I could still run. I basically was a midfielder my whole life. Yeah. But, I love it. Yeah. And so that was kind of the start of everything. And then I did, I did a regionals and I just got really frustrated at that point. Like the judging wasn't really standard, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, this is what we're looking for. And, you know, like everyone was like overhead squats were not overhead squats, you know, like, so I got really frustrated and, um, and we, uh, it was really frustrating. It's like still like I'm still so bitter about it. Let it out. Um, (laughs) we, let it go, let it go, girlfriend. Um, no, we just, we were like ahead in one of the 200 workouts and like we had a, um, we had a boxer who did all but like, you know, 200 double unders and I did the last like 28, you know, and then we had a Marine that did almost all of the pull-ups and like, so then we were doing like really good kettlebell swings and overhead squats and they kept calling us out because we didn't like completely you know how you like overextend your hips they always like wanted to see that back then like yes over the top 
and um, no reps. Right. And so it, it was just like super chaotic. And I just remember walking off and I was like crying because I'm like the most emotional person ever. Um, and this guy, this judge comes running up behind me and he goes, those were the best overhead squats I've ever seen. And I was Aww. like, <laughs> leave me alone. Um, and so from then on, I, I ended up telling our weightlifting coach or our strength coach, I was like, you know, I really want to get stronger. Can you put me in a strength like program? And, and I didn't really like, I had every, you know, I was going to go back to CrossFit and, you know, I was going to get better. And, and then I found weightlifting and, and he, he showed me the jerk, uh, two days before like one of the competitions that we were going to go down to. And, uh, I did the competition and, um, Melanie Roach, who is our 2008, um, 53 kilo Olympian. He come, it was her coach and he comes up to me and he goes, you need to keep weightlifting. <laughs> I haven't seen an athlete like this since Melanie. And I like almost fell over. Oh, that's uh, so rad. Yeah. It's, it's just a sport. Yeah. And well, it was, it was just kind of like, okay. Like at that point, I mean, I didn't really, you know, I was just kind of like fumbling around trying to stay competitive and, uh, yeah. So that's how it all started. <laughs> I love that. And I have a question on like the strong piece because I, I, I'm fascinated by Olympic weightlifters and, yeah. uh, it's interesting because some of them, they just, one, they are just our athletes. Like they, they can pick up skill very quickly, which yeah. I also see the other where they're just so strong, like no matter yeah. what, they're just like able to squat a house. And then it's like, well, yeah. let's put this to use. And our technique is slightly like our technique is what we probably have to work on, but you were probably yeah. the athlete that just had to build strength and you were, you were money. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think like, I'm trying to remember, I'm pretty sure it was like close to 85 kilos. Like the, one of the first weeks in CrossFit that they oh, had to do a max yeah. back squat. So they were like, I, I think, I think you've got this. You got but, the strength too. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I mean, it definitely, you know, obviously it took a lot longer to like build more strength, mm -hmm. but like, I mean, my dad was super athletic, like my brother's like five, four, like bodybuilder status. Like, so it's like, it's definitely genetic in my family. Um, and then, I mean, obviously being five foot really, <laughs> really helps. I um, uh, will. So talk to me about, uh, I want to give people a point of reference. So yeah. kilos, especially yeah. i uh, this is a fun, you'll appreciate this story. So when I first, when I first decided to start, um, when I wanted to open a gym, I was like, well, I want it to be for people. As soon as they hear it, they know exactly what it means. It, and so it was like, I'm going to name it kilos. And so, but then I started watching Narcos on Netflix. I was like, this is a bad idea. This is a, maybe not the best. <laughs> so uh, we ended up calling it obviously platform strength, yeah. but let's talk about kilos conversion. So the yeah. weight you compete at and then the weight, like whether it's your best or what you're going to go, what you're going to open with next weekend. So then yeah. we convert it. I have a, well, you know it too, if you want it, but I have a calculator out to yeah. convert because I want people to understand how talented you are for oh gosh. as small uh, as a human you are. So what do you, what do you compete at as weight? Um, so at the Olympics, I competed at 48, but they've changed the weight classes. So now I'm 49. Oh, when did they change that? Uh, about four months ago. Oh, wow. I still don't know all the weight classes. It's so terrible. I'm well, like, that's okay. There's a lot. 
Yeah. And there's 10 now. So there used to be seven question mark. Yeah. Seven. Um, so there'll be 10 in a world championship and, um, like any sort of championships and then seven at the Olympics. So they'll take, it's kind of like, uh, wrestling does a little bit where they take out weight classes and then it'll get my weight class is actually an Olympic weight class, which works out pretty awesome for me, but there are girls that there's like, like a 71 kilo class, but in the Olympics, there's only like a 64 and a 76, which oh is gosh. insane. Like these poor girls. So uh, that's, that would be me. Cause so 156 would be, they'd have to drop to what was the one, the one they'd have to drop 64. to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that insane? And yeah, especially drop 15 pounds. Yeah. And it's insane for, um, weightlifters because we don't, like we obviously have to like, you know, balance that strength and weight loss kind of. Yeah. And like, for the most part, you don't sit. I mean, you sit roughly around 10% probably above for recovery reasons. So like at, you see, you compete at 108 now ish. Yes. And then, but you are around probably 115. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping like, so I, I'm like 51, five. Um, what I don't know. I'm just okay. I gotta cut it later. One third, yeah. So one thirteen. So that's yeah. good that you yeah. only you can move that pretty easily, I guess. Which yeah. I love and, about. Yeah. Well, I, I hate that's talking about so it. So much I want to talk about. <laughs> so exciting for me, yeah. guys. I'm nerding out. This is like my favorite. I've wanted to do all of these things. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's like such a lifestyle for me, you know, that it's like second nature and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. So, okay. So you compete at 108 now ish. Yep. Um, and so when you're opening next weekend or maybe like, I don't, do you want to do your best ever that you've done as far um, as you're sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So let's start with snatch. So, um, so my best ever is, uh, 90 kilos. Oh my God. <laughs> that's fucking, that's almost 200 pounds. Everybody. Yeah. To this. yeah. That's so rad. Is deep for <laughs> snatch or clean and jerk? Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then my clean and jerk, I've done 107. Oh my gosh. Okay. Everybody yeah. that's 235 pounds. <laughs> that's so much weight. That's insane. <laughs> but it's funny. Cause like, you know, obviously being the competitive person that I am, I'm like, I should be doing this in an international com competition so that I should be placing. But, you know, when you drop weight, it's a lot different. And there's uh, a lot of strategy that goes on and all of that. So, like, you're vying for spots, like based on like, screwing people over in the back, like you can change your weights and stuff. Um, for placement. So it's like, it's chaos in the back. It's, it's pretty good game. Like yeah. Strategy total. Yeah. And you can like screw the clock over. So somebody has to like follow themselves like a max lift within like 30 seconds. Like it's pretty crazy. Oh my God. Well, I yeah. did, I've done two very small ones in Denver, um, Olympic weightlifting competitions. They were, uh, they were so intense that like, seriously, my onesie Morgan was a <laughs> unicorn, like unicorn singlet, dragon onesie. Singlet. <laughs> and then I had one with a cat on it. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. <laughs> but even in this small competition where nothing mattered and we weren't competing yeah. and it was just, yeah. it was excruciating to mm -hmm. wait and think about it and practice and not overload. Cause I had in my CrossFit competing, there were so many times you would want rep max, a clean and jerk, but then 
it would just completely like if you did it in the back, if you did the weight you wanted, like I learned that lesson very early on at my first competition. I was like, I'm going to get this weight on the floor. Let me do it in the back. And then I totally like, I just destroyed myself and it felt so heavy. So it's just such a, it's so much learning. So for you, did you, are you, do you feel like you're in the groove? You feel like you like, is it still a learning experience? Like with the Olympic weightlifting, do you, or do you feel like you're right? I mean, I just am curious how you feel. Oh it's always just a gamble. I, um, I mean, so I have as a, let's see, I think we're 10 weeks in, um, I have a new coach. And so, I mean, I've had, I have been so lucky with all the coaches that I have gotten. Like I've had two world champions, like coach me, like it's, I mean, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so lucky to, for what I have gotten in, you know, five years or six years, whatever we're in, <laughs> where yeah. am I? Um, but no, I am, I still feel like I just started picking up the barbell yesterday. Like it is, it is like constant, like I learned something like for the jerk. I don't know if you know this, but I'm like really terrible at the jerk. Um, that. <laughs> really terrible. Uh, soon to not be terrible. Let's change that mindset, right? Yes. Soon to not be terrible. Um, and my coach had said something to me and I was like, oh, really? And then I thought about it and I was like looking at a couple of girls that like I love to watch weightlifting and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I never see that? Like I watch weightlifting all the time. Like I don't understand. Why did I not like put two and two together? And it's just like stuff like that, that I'm like, oh my gosh. Or like right now I'm working on pressure in my feet and like where, when I put the pressure in my feet, the bar is going to go a certain way, you know, and I'm trying to bring the bar back into my body. But if I'm on my toes, like obviously it's going to start to pull it out. And so it's just like, you know, you're constantly trying to fight for those like centimeters. It feels like, um, like yesterday I was like, Oh, this feels good warming up. It feels great. It feels great. You know? And then I go up two kilos and then everything falls apart. And I'm like, what, what is happening? Like it's, that's like four and a half pounds. Like, let's be real. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I so jerk the jerk specifically for you is, um, I guess, what do you feel? Because I know people are going to nerd out about this. Yeah. I have one ambassador. She's like so stoked I'm talking to you right now. And she also loves Olympic weightlifting. So this is for you, D. So with the jerk, what do you feel like are your weak points? Like why, what is it? I mean, outside of it just being one of the, it's such an intense move and something. Yeah. But I'm just curious what you feel like um, you're about to um, master. I, yeah, exactly. Um, I just get like, severe anxiety when the bar is on my shoulders and I'm like, Oh my God, just get it off my shoulders. Mm. And instead of like, cause I, I never ever think, Oh my gosh, I can't stand up with this clean. Like that's never happened to me. Like, I'm like, I could literally sit down here for five seconds and then front squat it up. Like that's, so I've always been confident, but then it's funny. My fiance who's been my coach, basically, he's the one that actually got me into weightlifting and now it's my fiance. Um, Oh, so sweet. Such a love story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But uh, he was like, I just, he's like, I don't understand. Like you, it's a rhythm thing. Like you, you have great rhythm, like you understand it. And like, you just like, if you have a hard clean, like I would bet like all the money in the world that you wouldn't make it. 
you know, like, he's like, I don't under, I don't know. Like you get up there and you're like, Oh my God. And then I like start thinking about my grocery list or something like that. Like, oh my God. I have to get it off my shoulders. Like I have to finish this lift. Like it's crazy. So, so funny. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. that's, at least you know it. I mean, that's, that's like right. now you can tackle it with your, right. with your coach that you have. Right. And it, I mean, it all it too is, uh, like posture. So like me standing naturally, I have, you know, my shoulders are rolled forward. Like, you know, my back is overextended, you know, I'm like kind of interior tilted and, um, kind of like a telltale sign of a mar- former marathoner. <laughs> right, right, right. Or, yeah. And or so, triathlete, like triathlete. Right, right, exactly. And so, like, that is, you know, when it's on my shoulders, I'm, like, naturally going to drive it forward if my, you know, if my posture, if I'm holding the bar wrong. And so everything drives forward. And, you know, in weightlifting, you're fighting gravity. So if, uh, you know, you're an inch a little forward, like, it's probably going to go not where you want it to go. <laughs> totally. Yeah. With, with your training, you know, do you miss CrossFit workouts ever anymore? Do you do them ever mm-hmm. at all? Um, do you stick with right now? Obviously you're in go mode. So is it yeah. really very much just clean and jerks and snatches and skills that, you know, yeah. Basically? Um, yeah. I mean, we do my new program. Like we do a lot of accessory work, um, which is really fun to me. Like yeah. I've, kind of realized that like I just really like working out in a gym and then it's just then, the best to do some bicep curls it is like I'm like <laughs> dude I'm getting so jacked like and then I'm like oh my gosh Morgan you're such a bro sometimes like <laughs> it's okay well, this is the, you're at home on the meathead hippie podcast <laughs> like, exactly. like I was when I my house is in Arizona and um, because, you know, obviously I don't know if you know this Arizona is like a pretty hot state so in the summer it gets like you know, a hundred or so degrees. It's awful. And so I went to a lifetime fitness because they have Alico platforms and like great bars and stuff like that. So I was training and it's funny because, you know, you've got all the bros like behind you and I'm like lifting on this platform and they're like, what is this? Like, what is she doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a badass. It's fine. Not a big deal, you know? And then I'll go and do my accessory work with them. And I'm like, I'm totally like the same person as them. I'm like, dude, I look so jacked. Look at my shoulders. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> no, but that's so cool. Because I, I mean, really, I, you know, I, uh, Dimitri Kolklov is yeah. his last name. But he's like, you know, the one that's like, you are only as strong as your accessory work, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, there's only so many cleans and jerks and snatches you could probably do, right? It's just it's, about yeah. how everything else functions. So it makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like it's funny because like you beat yourself up with the snatch, the clean and jerks, you know, the poles, and then you go to do the accessory work to put your body back together. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Question. Let's talk about rituals. So, oh okay. um, this is a question I got when I asked on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Ask questions for Morgan. Um, mm-hmm. What like do you have? Are you superstitious? I guess that's the question. The one. Uh, I am. I am. It's funny because <laughs> so I have worn like same sports bra, same socks, same underwear, like to every meet and since I started. And then like this after the Olympics, I was like, I'm retiring it. Like Morgan, like 
don't believe like in superstitions. Like it doesn't matter what you wear. It's fine. Like, it's just, you know, it's, it's just your mind. And then like, I did it and I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't wearing the bra. I wasn't <laughs> like, and it's like this super old, like target reversible bra that like, I mean, thank goodness I don't have big boobs because I don't even know if there's like any material left, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> totally. Yes. And so it's funny because I was like, okay, new coach, like, nope, going back to all the same stuff. Like, and it's, it's like, I have, um, I don't know why, but it just started, I never really liked the color orange, but then it turned into neon orange. And so my nails are neon orange when I compete. Like I have to put on my left side first. That started in college because we were on a winning streak. And so I was like, okay, all of my gear goes on the left side first. So yeah. So I'm a little neurotic about it. <laughs> no, you should be. I mean, it makes sense. It's just, it's routine and it's, yeah, it's working, right? So yeah. that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you talk about your Olympic experience? Oh yeah. So the, did you know, like, as you were like, was that the end goal? Like you started to yeah. do these qualifying rounds, like that was the goal was to get you to Olympics. Yeah. And that was like, so when I first started weightlifting, Dean is my fiance's name. Um, Dean was, he, he was weightlifting too. And so we went out and competed, um, to make a team called muscle driver, which isn't around anymore. And, um, the goal was, he goes, you know, you're 26. Like, I think, well, actually I was probably 27 then. I don't know. Um, and he's like, you know, if you're going to do this, like you got to do it. Like you can't just go like half in. And I was like, okay. And he's kind of that way with everything, which I love about him. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so he was like, you know, you could potentially be really good. And like looking at the numbers, you know, my first national meet, I was like, all I want to do, I want to be top five in, in the country. Like that was my first goal. And, uh, and then we dropped me down a weight class. Um, thanks to my buddy, Travis Cooper, he was kind of like, where do you sit? I was like, well, 51. And he goes, well, do you think you can drop some weight? And, and maybe like you could potentially make the world team on your first nationals. So it was like, okay. So, I mean, I was totally like, you know, just into weightlifting and I just like, didn't know any of the rules or anything. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to like gain weight and get into the 53 kilo class. But then looking at the numbers for qualifying, it was just like, okay, if you drop down to 48, you could potentially have a really, really good career and, uh, and make the Olympics. And so that kind of my first world kind of put me on the map of like, oh, I can really do this. Uh, but I don't, love that. yeah, I don't think I'm definitely one of those people that like, flies by the seat of my pants. Like my parents always laugh about that. They're like, yeah, you were never going to work a nine to five job. Like we did. Like I tried, I really did. Like, cause I was like, I've only been good at athletics my whole life, you know? And I was like, I'm going to do something different. And I was like, I miss athletics. <laughs> and so what did uh, you try to do? What was your, what was I, your attempt in the corporate world? I, well, I graduated in graphic design. And so I ended up working at Brooks sports as a receptionist. And then I wanted to, this woman there, which I had no idea, she was a color theorist where she basically got to fo like follow the trends around the world. She just traveled around the world and followed like colors, which I'm like, that, that is, is so cool. Yeah. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this is what I want. So like every lunch I would go back there and I would like talk to her and she would tell me all of it. I was like, this is it. This is it. And then like life happened and I ended up actually getting fired, which is funny because I was like, it's a receptionist job, Morgan. Like what, how, how can you do that? Um, but then that kind of catapulted me into where I am now is that, you know, I would have probably stayed in that and, and I would have never been where I'm at. So I'm definitely like, everything happens for a reason. Um, and I've, I've always been fascinated with the Olympics. Like I remember vividly as a child watching it at my grandparents' house, you know, in the summers. And um, I thought I was going to be like a figure skater or a gymnast, of course. Oh, I could totally see you figure skating. (laughs) Yeah. And I like, I just, I don't know. I think that dream was always there. And so I don't know if like, I don't know, this is totally, well, this is perfect because it's me head hippie, like manifested it a little bit that like, you know, you kind of felt like, I don't know, I felt like I was destined to do something awesome. And I still feel that way. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think the Olympics was like, you know, my end goal of like what I want to do in the world, but, um, it's definitely the step in the right direction. And having that experience is like, oh my God, I was like a child at closing ceremonies. I was like, this is literally everything that I've seen on TV and I am under it. You know, I was like, holy crap. Cause I didn't get to go to opening ceremonies cause I competed the next day. Um, and I was like really sad about that, but, um, but closing ceremonies, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> so, cause I was curious about that with you. Um, and sometimes in my big moments in life and never as big as Olympics, mind you. So that's like the coolest. Uh, so maybe it's just the level of like how badass it is. And that's why I haven't, but even in those moments when I'm competing, whether it's with the MTV shows or whether it's, uh, like there's even a few moments, they're so silly, but I'm so competitive that even in the coolest surroundings and like, when you're like, Oh my God, this is happening. It's really hard to be able to experience it because you're like, you're just focused. Do you feel like you struggle with that? Absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I almost like black out when I left. Like, it's like this weird, like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Um, but I do remember in talking to Melanie Roach, she, she was like the most wonderful, like mentor I could have had, like for, so we went to, she's 40 by the way. And she went to the Pan Am games. Like she's a badass. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and she, she told me, she goes, you know, make sure when you are walking out, like when they're about to like introduce you and all of that. Um, and she goes, soak it in, like realize where you are. I just got goosebumps by the way, talking about that. Um, yeah. She's like, make sure you know where you are. Like just be in that moment because once the competition starts, you're not going to remember it, you know? And, uh, and I don't even like, there's, you know, there's this picture of me where I'm like screaming after I made, uh, I broke the American record and I don't, I couldn't even tell you, like, I don't even remember that. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, it's weird. Well, you're all consumed, which you kind of have to be, but then 
I mean, it's just, a, it's probably one of the many, like, there's so many fo- favorite photos I have of you. I was like, which photo <laughs> am I going to use about this podcast? <laughs> um, because it's so much passion, right? You, yeah. make, you make this lift and tell people if they're brand new to Olympic lifting of like how quiet it is. And Oh my gosh. You can hear a pin drop. Like it's insane. <sighs> and like, how many people are there? Um, honestly, I don't, I'm so terrible with numbers. I mean, probably uh, five, 500 maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a good amount of people there. I mean, I didn't, so at the Olympics, they were so far from you where usually at like national meets, they're kind of like right there. Yeah. Um, so you really felt like you were on an Island out there, you know, and there's obviously that big light that's on you and nobody else. And, um, I mean, I can hear somebody like rubbing their hands together. It's that quiet. How do you like, stay, how do you stay focused? I, I mean, there's a lot of obviously like self-talk, you know, I mean, I'm basically having a conversation with myself. So, so um, I don't really like hear much. You hear your coach because obviously they're kind of like, you know, second nature to you that they're, they're part of your world, I guess, when you're, when you're in your head. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's an insane experience because it's like every, and the cool thing about weightlifting is, and I really truly feel this, that nobody, nobody wants you to do bad because for the most part, you're going to go out and do lifts that you probably hit in training. Yeah. Um, And just, especially in like lighter weight classes, like you've probably hit more than what you're actually hitting in, in competition. And so knowing, and I, I felt this way at, at Olympic trials too, is like, once again, very hippie sounding, but like the, the people that supported me are, are there almost helping you lift the weight, you know, like, oh, yeah. I know it's, it sounds like so hippie, but like, you know, they, they're so invested in what you do. Like my mom asked if she could not come to Olympic trials. It was mother's day, first of all. And I was like, okay, either I'm going to really need my mom um, or it's going to be the best Mother's Day present ever. <laughs> so you have to come. But she now she doesn't like coming. She's like, Morgan, I'm going to throw up. I hate this. Like, I can't. It's too nerve wracking for me. And I'm like, Mom, it's going to be okay. It's fine. Like, this is why I do it. Like, <laughs> I do it because I'm slightly crazy. You know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really, really insane, insane feeling. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of what keeps me going. Cause I, I definitely could have, could have been done and been totally happy with, with what I had done. But I, my last clean and jerk at the Olympics, like I ran off the stage with the, with, with two other American records. And so I just have like, and still, which I need to obviously like go. And like, I think I have more now um, is that like, I don't feel like I ever lifted to my potential. And so I'm like, I want to go out the way I want to go out. Um, but it's hard, you know, like, how do you, how do you, you know, beat (laughs) what I did in four years? You know what I mean? Like you'll never have that journey, but I also think like all the, you know, the struggles that you go through and everything that is, you know, is hard makes it a little bit more worth it. Not that my journey wasn't hard to the Olympics, like, cause I definitely worked my butt off, but you know, I think I'm older, wiser, like I understand 
what it is and like what I've sacrificed and put my life on hold for now, you know, and that's probably being in my thirties now. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is literally like, I'm really living the dream right now. You know what I mean? Hmm. I like, love that. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a different experience now for me than it was before. Because you were just kind of seeing what you could do and now you kind of know what you can do and you're right. like, I got it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Right. And like, and the cool thing is like, you know, juniors are doing what I did at my first senior nationals, you know? And, and when I showed up to my first senior nationals, like people were like, oh my gosh, she's opening so heavy. Like, who is this girl? And now it's like, I have four or five girls in my weight class right now that we're all doing very similar numbers. Like I'm now going to be able to, and I feel, I really truly feel this is lift to my potential because those girls are lifting me, you know, like they're pushing me to become a better athlete. Um, cause you can't like, you know, you have only a certain amount of time in order to, you know, do the things that you want to do. And so, uh, there's definitely a lot more pressure to it. Um, I think, and, uh, but I also think it makes it a little more worth it, you know? So do you, uh, so your goal being 2020 Olympics, talk to people about the path to that. Oh yeah. So, (laughs) so we, um, I don't know if you guys know this, um, but we kind of got in trouble for we, I'm saying weightlifting in, in general. Um, got in trouble for um, a lot of drug use. <laughs> oh, no way, really? Yeah. So we were kind of part of, you know, that whole, the whole Russian thing where um, yeah. the country banned from the Olympics. And um, so we've obviously kind of had trouble with that because of, uh, you know, it's a strength sport and uh, it's literally who can lift the most weight. And so, you know, we ended up getting, I believe it was 96 spots taken away from us for the next Olympics. Um, oh my God. Was because yeah. there's so many people that tested positive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so and, that, did you guys, all, did you already always know that that was an issue? I mean, I'm sure. It's yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, and obviously like, you know, being a clean athlete, like, it's frustrating, obviously, but also, you know, I knew coming into weightlifting that that was an issue in like being that competitive person. And I'm like, well, I still want to beat you. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like I, you know, I want to be the best athlete I can possibly be. And I'm going to beat you because I know I'm, you know, and, uh, and I just kind of had that mindset, but yeah, it's, it's really frustrating knowing that, you know, it's, it's government funded, you know what I mean? So like a lot of these athletes from other countries don't have choices, you know, it's, it's do this or you're not on the national team. Um, and, uh, and they can really do that. But now with the new rules, if you have a certain amount of drug test positives, you're, um, you can take four men and four women to the Olympics. And if you have a certain amount of drug test positives, your number of being able to send starts to lower based on those positives. So, um, so like, I believe like Russia only has like one spot for one male, one female. Holy. Can you imagine like in the, in all of Russia, like their seventh or eighth girl in my weight class probably does like the same amount of weight as I do. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Using those is going to be crazy. And so, 
that works out for the clean comp- clean countries because um, you know we have to be. I think it's you have to be ranked top eight in the world in order to get an invite to the Olympics. But then you also have to compete three or every three months in a drug tested meet because a lot of the times what we would have is you'd never seen these people compete until a couple, you know, a couple months before the Olympics. And then all of a sudden they show up out of nowhere. Yeah. Wait a second. Like, where did you come from? We haven't seen you the past three years. Yeah. Um, And so that's kind of, and, and I think it's great because in America we have to do that anyways, because of our ranking system. So like, you know, we're all pretty close that we're vying for certain, you know, vying for 10 to seven spots. So, um, uh, so that makes it better for us as a country that, you know, we, they're getting basically the same treatment that we were getting anyways in our, um, in the United States. So that's cool. But then it's also, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of traveling, you know, so it's a whole, it's a whole different qualifying system. Like it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I think with the drug test that Russia, I mean, it's just insane. Cause it's, I don't know. I mean, and CrossFit too. It's like, there's always this, uh, weird thing where we kind of, you kind of know it exists, but then it's just a matter of like who can hide it. <laughs> and right. I know I can only imagine how frustrating that is with putting the effort that you put into it. and. It's, yeah. But it's good that it's being, do you feel like it's being more managed? Is this working? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, we're, um, our CEO is really, um, really involved in the International Weightlifting Federation. And so we're getting more clean countries like on the board, um, which helps a ton. Um, and, and I think, you know, you're always going to be fine. It doesn't matter what sport you're in. Like everybody's always trying to get an edge, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, it's just kind of, I mean, this sounds horrible, but like, it's just kind of the way of life. You know what I mean? Like, and if you, like, you can definitely speak out against it, you can fight it and all of that. But like, in reality, your only worry is yourself. You can only take care of yourself. And, and, you know, I can go, I can go to my grave knowing, you know, I did everything I possibly could. I didn't cheat. You know what I mean? And so like that, that for me is, is enough and I have to be okay with that. Um, but I mean, you know, some people it's really frustrating for them, which is totally understandable too. So, um, but I just kind of, I kind of roll with it, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. With a sport that is so mental, can we talk about how you take care of yourself like mentally and how you make yeah. sure that you are in a good mindset? Cause this is a constant yeah. battle with yourself. Like I can only imagine yeah. the, you talk to yourself in your head all the time and we all do, you know, we always are yeah. in our head and chatter, 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 but especially yeah. with the sport, I feel like maybe more than any other sport. Uh, what are ways that you take care of yourself mentally? Yeah. Well, so recently, well, I would say, um, after the Olympics, um, I kind of like, I mean, this has been like a really, really tough two years. Um, I think just like transitioning, like 
you know, I've, I've moved my life like several times in the past couple of years, you know, and, and just trying, like, you're always fighting for like stability, right? That like homeostasis in your body and in your mind. And, um, and you in, in weightlifting, it's like, everything's going good. Everything's going good. And then it's like, oh my gosh, the world is ending, you know? And it's constant like that. And it's such a roller coaster ride. So like, I started, um, you know, I was really lucky to, um, Andy Galpin. Um, I love is, Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that we have, he's like, you guys are going to be best friends. I so, know. I really, we had like a fun Twitter feed, tweet feed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. Like all of my circles are coming together. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but so I got to do in, in 2015, I did his biopsy study with, um, female weightlifters and finding out like their, um, muscle fibers. Mm. And so from then I actually, in both the Olympics and, um, and trials, my right, well, actually it was my right leg for trials and my left leg for the Olympics. I cramped really bad. So basically I was lifting on like one leg. <laughs> um, and so I was talking to him about that and I was like, you know, can you help me and da, da, da. So I started talking with him and I'm still working with him and I track every day of like how I'm feeling and like, you know, one through 10, how, how my body feels. And, um, and it's been like night and day. Like I finally started to see trends and like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. And, um, and that's really helped mentally for me. And then he was like, I've got a buddy. Um, who is a sports um, a sports therapist, and uh, so I've started to talk to him the last year and a half, I think. And um, you know, I think, and especially in weightlifting, like we hard head everything, right? You know, it's like, oh, we're just gonna do the weight, like it's fine. But then it's like you go home and you completely break down. And so learning how to manage those has been having having Lenny there has been amazing because I just like. I didn't realize a lot of the things last quad, what I was going through because I, you know, I just kind of pushed it aside and I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Um, and so I, I do that. I meditate. I do yoga. Um, I have this, um, this app called slumber, which I love that I listen to every night and it like kind of calms my mind and I like fall asleep in five minutes, which is usually not normal. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 you go. Well, I was just thinking, cause, um, with Andy, I mean, it's all the back to like muscle fiber stuff and what you've mm -hmm. learned, what have been the things you've implemented that have been really helpful? Cause you said you've seen such a difference. I'm just curious what has yeah. been like, um, you know, like for me, like this is uh, like, I can't believe I'm like 33 saying this right now, but like, I honestly have never tracked my cycle <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's when I'm getting it. Oh, this happens before that. Oh, and I'm like, I gained two kilos like the week before my period. And I didn't know that, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so fat. Like, how am I going to lose the weight? I have a meet in a week, you know, like, and so like mentally that just like screws you. And like, you know, that week I like sleep for basically like five days straight, it feels like, you know? And so knowing that, oh my gosh, like sometimes, you know, when I walk out of a training session, <laughs> i.e. yesterday, um, <laughs> that, 
oh, this is why this is happening, you know, and it's not just, oh my gosh, I'm crazy, you know, and I think being able to wrap your head around that and being very like in tune with your body is so incredibly helpful. And like, Andy was like, how do you not know this stuff? Like, you've been an athlete your whole life. I'm like, I don't know. It just never, it never occurred to me. And so like for that, it's like, you know, we're trying to minimize injury around those times. And, um, I know there were a couple women like before my time in weightlifting that they actually had to change their programming because, you know, based on their cycle because of those things. So it's like learning, just learning your body and what, like, what cycle you're going through, whether, you know, whether you're a female or male, like just learning that cycle and weightlifting is huge because, you know, you've got, you know, you've got really heavy volume days and weeks that you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to get through this. And then there's days where like this week for me is a lot lower volume, but it's heavier. So now I have to like mentally gear up being like, okay, it's not, I need to survive through this. It's I have to get my mind right exactly, you know, when I'm hitting those heavy, heavy lifts. Mm, yeah. uh, and so, and that's really helped me with like, with Andy is that just knowing when those things are going to happen. And the best part is my coach now, Spencer Arnold, um, which he's part of um, Power and Grace for Performance. He is basically like, one, he loves Andy. He's going to totally be mad at me that I like, totally called him out on this. He's like, he goes, Oh my gosh, you work with Andy. Oh, I'm so excited. And so I've like put them together and like he, uh, um, he'll send me my program. And then on the back, it'll be, um, basically it'll show me, okay, this week is a heavy volume. These are how many reps you're going to have. So then next week, this is going to happen. And then you can see the graph and see exactly how the cycle is going. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I can put those two together and then I can start seeing like everything makes sense. You know, I'm like, oh, this is why I'm feeling this way. And, uh, I don't know if this is making any sense. No, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, It's literally just body awareness, right? Yeah. 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 And it's funny because like I, I, for so long, like in, from like, you know, 2012 to 2016, I was like, I just want to be an athlete. I don't want to know about programming. Just tell me what I need to do. Like I wanted to hard head everything. And now it's like, I become just a big softy, I guess. And I'm like, tell me, tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> so, uh, it's been like night and day difference, you know, having, having those things and realizing, um, kind of what's going on. And so you can be prepared for it because it's a lot easier that way. I love that. Uh, yeah. Well, this is, I, this is so fun. I, um, for me, I think it's just like so nerding out about being able to like know exactly where you're at so I can, because that's the thing I struggle with when I, for all the, you are my favorite Olympic weightlifter, but it's hard because it's, there's not like a lot of, there's more and more exposure because of CrossFit, but it is hard to know the meats, know what, what, meat is the most important, like right. what, what is needed. So just, um, can you give us a schedule of, so all okay. of us, as we follow your journey, we can kind of cheer you on and help you move the weight as you said so. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That would be awesome. Yeah, I know. It's, and that's the like frustrating part is like, you know, we're kind of like a once every four year thing. Right. And, and so people, 
it's hard to invest in somebody like that. You know, we don't do like crazy things every year. I mean, we have our world championships, but, um, but it's definitely like a long haul sport. Um, but for me, it's, um, it's American open finals. Um, and then we have a qualifier in February and then the goal is we've got a Pan Am championships and Pan Am games in May and July. So goal is to go to one of those. Um, and then there'll be, so all these qualifiers kind of pop up, like you just have to get approved. Like you have to have like, you know, obviously a certain drug testing, um, protocol and, um, a certain amount of lifters have to show up. So like we've got a couple girls that are going to Qatar in three weeks. Like it's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, I think after May or July, um, I'll have to do one more competition somewhere (laughs) Um, in order to continue to keep qualifying. And then obviously Worlds Worlds in Thailand is next year in November, I believe. And that's, that's a big, that's a big one that obviously everyone wants to go to. Um, Yeah. So I know, and I need to be a little bit better of telling, I don't tell people my competitions and I really should. Well, I kind of get why you don't, you know, because it's, you got to keep your head down and just do it. And it's sometimes like for me, if you're competitive or if you, it's just external pressure and it's also, you're just there to be an athlete. So I think it's just, that's why you have people like me and I'm going to just post for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that was in, in it's funny because that was like, that was really my thing is, you know, after the Olympics, you know, you're all of a sudden verified on all these social media platforms. And it's like, oh, like, who are you going to be? What, you know, what brand do you want to like post about, you know? And like, it's like all this like external pressure of like, now that you've been there, who are you? And it's, it's like, I didn't like, I'm not done with weightlifting. And so I was like, I still want to be an athlete. But then I fought that. I fought it so much of like, oh, I need to monopolize, you know, what I'm doing and like, you know, make money. But then I also was like, but I just want to be a weightlifter. I just want to do this. I want to be good. I want to, you know, love what I'm doing. But there's like that really fine balance of like, you know, what, who you are and what you, you know, what you want to do. Like, I don't, I don't have any sponsors anymore. You know, I just don't like, I haven't really pushed that because I, I really want to be a internationally competitive weightlifter again. So that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I do it because I love the sport and I'm super, super competitive. Like it's not, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I need to be famous. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess to people I am, but <laughs> I mean, I'm known, but uh, that wasn't obviously the goal for me is I just really like, I just really want people to be inspired by what I do. And and know that like working hard, you can achieve the goals that you set out for yourself, you know, and, and if you don't make it, it's, it's not the end of the world. Like there's, you know, there's another path that you can take as well and you can continue to be successful in whatever you do. So. I love that with, um, I could totally end it there, but I just got (laughs) triggered with the question. So I'm going to ask this question. So, you know, it's similar to kind of the mind games, it's like so real with Olympic lifting, the chatter's probably more and what you're doing. And I just am curious how you quite literally, you know, when you fail a lift, like, do you have a process that you go through when it's just like, everything was on this lift, there's so much pressure and you're just like, 
and it didn't happen. Um, what is that process that you go through? Oh my gosh. It's, it's a total grieving process. I'll be honest. Like, I mean, the last time, like I really wanted to make worlds and like, I knew like after I came off and I like held it together really good, like, you know, and everybody was like, you're so inspiring, you know, and it was nice. And I was like, thank you. You know, and people were like wanting to take pictures with me after like I bombed out, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, I totally, like, I went back to my room and I bawled my eyes out to Dean and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, it's really tough, yeah. you know? And like, cause you, you put your whole life, you know, on the line and it's like, I don't know, it, it you know, it, it does feel like life or death in that moment. And then you kind of like, for me, and I'm lucky that I have, you know, the wonderful parents that I do, it's like, you know, in, in the end, it's not, it isn't life or death. Like life goes on. You're going to be okay. Like you have a pretty great life, you know, <laughs> like you're literally chasing your dreams. Like you don't, you don't have to worry about like where my next meal is coming from, you know, that kind of. And so I always kind of bring myself back down to reality after I like lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, everything is over. Like it's just horrible. Uh, um, yeah. But, you know, I think it's, I think it's also healthy to do that because we do hold everything in, you know, because you don't like, it's all that pressure, that internal pressure of yourself. And then when it doesn't happen, like you have to let it go, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, for me, I'm, I'm a crier. Like I will cry over anything. And it's funny because I was like, oh, that totally makes me weak. And then, you know, my therapist is like, no, that's just who you are. Like, you get frustrated and you cry. Like you get happy and you cry. <laughs> like, I, but it's so good because you release it. Like that's probably yeah. why so many of us don't ever like, we, we don't grieve properly because there's no, it's just kind of like, get over it, get over it. Don't right. be a weak ass bitch. Like you got this, <laughs> like just get over it. And then, right. but then we need to grieve. I love that you said that because it's yeah. just so true. I've yeah. never, I've never had it like athlete. I mean, definitely disappointments with like right. attempting to get to regionals with CrossFit, but that was probably the extent of like maybe the most recent disappointment. Yeah. But with business, oh my God, like getting your heart, like you just have so much expectations and then it's just, it's like heartbreak and then yeah. you just get over it and then you gr you totally grieve and then you get over yeah. it, I guess. And then you just, yeah. you do it again or you decide if it's worth doing again and yeah. it, it always is. It always is. And I, I mean, you're so incredibly inspiring to me. Like, <laughs> it's like absurd. I'm like, I, I can't, it, no, like you have no idea. Like I like what you do and like how hard you work is so inspiring to me. And I'm like, I hope that like when I'm done, like I can do even half of what you do. Like you, it's so cool. And Maybe uh, you make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, and, and it's funny. Cause like, you know, you, I think, you know, and you talk about it a lot on your Instagram is like the community that you surround yourself with. And it's like, when I started like, following you. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like she's my person. Like I want, I want her to be in my circle. Like, cause it's just so inspiring. You're so real. Like you don't like bullshit your way around. Like you're like, it's not glamorous. Like it's, you know, like it is what it is. And like you fail, it sucks. But like, if you let yourself like get really into that, Oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. Like you're never going to get anywhere. You just kind of have to be like, ah, shit that didn't work. Okay. What's next? You know? Yeah. And 
And it's so like to see a businesswoman be able to do that is like, okay, like for me, cause I've always been like, I'm terrible at school. Like I'm going actually back, um, to go into sports psychology and I'm doing statistics right now and I'm barely passing. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like I'm so terrible at this. And it's like, buck up Morgan. Like, do you want to do this or not? You know what I mean? Like you can do this. If you can get to the Olympics, you can take statistics, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I love uh, that you're doing that. Well, thank you. Cause I just, I mean, this is honestly why I'm obsessed with my podcast is not, you know, I, if I think about the people listening to it and like when I listen to podcasts that I love, like, yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, I should care more about what I say. Like, this is such a cool thing that all these people just push play and they listen. And then I started overthinking it. I'm like, no, the only reason I podcast is because I have no idea that what, you know, you see some ripple effects and yeah, it's helpful. Like when people are like telling you, like that was inspiring Morgan, because outside of that, I just feel like what I'm putting out there, I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know if people are like (laughs) relating to this, like, cause I refuse to attach likes to uh, quality, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have no idea if it is profound and you don't dictate if it's profoundness or it's an impact by, by likes or by attention, then it really is just kind of throwing out information out there and just hoping for the best. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, you do not know how much that means. So I really appreciate that, especially today because today is just, well, I'm just like, wow, today. It's the worst. <laughs> oh my God. I know my friend and I were talking about it. We're like, yeah, 2018 can literally just go away and never come back. Like if I never see a year from 2018 again, like, oh I'm, no. Like, but it's funny. Cause you know, you're just like, yeah, well I made it through it. You know, that's that it is. That's what I'm taking away from 2018. It's like yeah. just trudging through this year. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's so inspiring to have people like you and, and literally like you just, you are who you are and it's, it's awesome that way, you know, it's genuine, it's authentic. And, um, and I think, you know, the world needs more of that instead of like this, you know, catered kind of outlook on life of like what you should be saying instead of just what you believe. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that so much. And I know you probably know this question. I'm not sure if you do. Do you know your spirit animal? I don't. Do you have any idea what you would be? I have no idea. I've never even been asked that. Okay. So I'm going to just take a gamble. And okay. <laughs> um, do you relate? I'm trying to think. So when people ask like, well, how do I even figure out my spirit animal? There's yeah. always like an animal that you like really, really love. And sometimes that animal is like what you wish you were more like, like, for example, I'm obsessed with whales. I don't think I'm a whale, but I also, I'm like obsessed with how calm and like, I'm drawn to that. Right. So it's what I want, but it's not necessarily who I am. Yeah. Um, But is there any animal that you can think of that you're like a little bit obsessed with? I feel like you're some sort of cat, like a, some sort of wild cat. Like, I don't know if it's a, it's not a lion. That's like my first guess would be something Oh my God. You know what's funny is actually, I literally, that's what I thought when you said. Oh, good. Okay, cool. I'm going to guess. I'm going (laughs) to just read one out there. This is from my book from Stephen Farmer. Okay. Um, This is, I don't know why, but I think of Bobcat. I like that. We had a lot of Bobcats actually where I grew up. Okay. Well, let's see. You ready? 
I will be so excited if this is you, but do not feel, don't feel like it has to be you. Be honest. It's a long one. Okay. You're quiet and a great listener, which is why friends are willing to share their secrets with you. You're able to shift back and forth between various altered states of consciousness and everyday reality, prepared to deal with practical matters as necessary. You're very adept at knowing when to speak, what to share, whom to share it with, and you use your utmost discretion in making this determination. You have powerful psychic and intuitive gifts that you continue to develop, including clairvoyance and psycho... I don't even know what this word is. Psychometry? Psychometry? You're so sensitive and sometimes overwhelmed with sensory input and need to retreat, yet you are aware that it's not in your best interest to remain isolated and completely reclusive all the time. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's me. Did I get it? <laughs> I think so. That's you know hilarious. What, you know what I did? This is so weird, but like, I feel like this is one of my gifts is to like find people's spirit animals. And so I like just go through people like your Instagram. I just was like, what does she remind me of? And oh it's just a bobcat. I'm going to screenshot this and send this yeah. to you. Yes, please do. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. My The only thing that might not be similar is Dean always tells me that he's like, you overshare too much like you uh, need to think before yeah. <laughs> sometimes but then let's maybe I'll send you links as well so we're close okay. it's something okay. in this realm of yeah. s- like small fierce cat but yeah. not like my my not like my Gryffindor cat but like my <laughs> like in the wild cat yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, that is I mean that literally is like basically me that's oh I love it yeah because everyone's always like you're so hyper. And like, every time you meet, you know, like I'm obviously like probably the center of attention or just loud and like, but I like pick up on people's energy. And so then I like, I've always had really quiet, like best friends. Um, cause I always feel like I bring out that kind of crazy side in them yeah. and like fun, like outgoing. And, um, but then people don't, yeah, people don't realize that like when I'm home by myself, like I'm super chill. Like, you know, I meditate, you know, I do yoga, like that whole side. Like I've always felt like I have that really big yin and yang Mm -hmm. of me that I just like, I'm like, y'all don't, y'all don't see that side of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I looked up links in the first line. I'll just read the first line, but it's, Mm -hmm. you have the gift of being able to see in others what they've kept hidden or aren't aware of. Yes. I like that. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You have to send me the link. That's okay. So- I will. I will text you these. This is yeah. awesome. Well, thank you, Morgan, for your time. I, um, are you training today? I am. I'm training tonight. I'm actually headed down to uh, see my PT in Atlanta. Oh, so. good luck. Good luck mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And what's on your training agenda? Um, just kind of powers and squats today. Tuesdays are a little lighter, Tuesdays and Saturdays. And then Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are double days and uh, kind of heavier lifts. So. Well, I love it. I thank you for letting us into your world a little bit today. And um, it's just so, I'm so excited that we are finally connected because it's been way too long for us to finally make this happen. <laughs> I know. And hopefully in like the next maybe month and a half, I will be living in Colorado. So then we're just going to have so many fun dates together. <laughs> I love it. Yes. We'll do all the things because you'll be in Colorado Springs, right? Um, I'm hoping actually to maybe be like monument area. So I'll be a little closer to you. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So, that's so fun. Let's yeah. be heads and hippies together. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> oh, thank you, Morgan, so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.